Is the world out there just driving you crazy? Well, listen to something just a little bit less crazy. This is Mike Dell's World. And take two. Anyway, today is December 5th, 2020, and this is episode number 352. And uh, yeah, it's been over a month again. Well, we'll try not to make that happen too many times, but so be it. Anyway, uh, yeah, today I just uh, want to catch up on what's been going on in Mike Dell's world, and I, I have a little bit of a, uh, a, I don't know about a rant, but uh, an interesting piece of audio that I took off of YouTube that I think is relevant uh, in 2020, hopefully uh, hopefully 2020 leaves and uh, we uh, get back to some sort of normalcy. I don't know about that, but you never know. So let's see. Let's catch up. Uh, Kathy had COVID uh, back, you know, when I did the last one on October 29th. Uh, she'd gotten over it, but, and I had gotten off of quarantine, and I never caught it, uh, knock on wood. I might have caught it, but I never got tested positive for it because uh, the two tests that I got came back negative. But uh, I did feel like garbage for a couple of days, but uh, that might have been just normal. Who knows? I did finally get the uh, door trim around the uh, door in here in the uh, studio slash tiny office uh, slash the shed. <laughs> so i got to find a name for this. It's still Mike Dell's World Studio, but uh, I'll find a better name. Joking, you know, on other podcasts, I'll say, uh, coming from you from a cardboard box in my backyard, not cardboard, uh, a plywood box in my backyard. That's a throwback to uh, Dan and uh, what was his, what's his show? I keep forgetting. But anyway, the one that you know, he says he's under the flight path of the uh, Los Angeles International Airport in a plywood box in his garage well mine's out in my backyard and it is snowing today those of you that uh, live in less snowy climates always like to know hey you got snow up there yeah we got some snow coming down it's pretty light we've had a really mild november uh, you know there was days where it was in the 60s and sunny and got a lot of backyard and outdoor projects done done uh, unlike most years where i'm still scrambling to get ready for winter i am fully ready for winter i've got one snow blower parked here by the shed uh, all plugged in and ready to start full of gas and ready to go to do the uh, walkways in the backyard here and then uh, i got a new tractor i you know keep kept telling you guys about my old tractors, uh, my 72 John Deere's. I have two of them, and uh, one of them still sort of runs, I guess, uh, although the mice ate something in the electrical system, so it, right now it doesn't start, but I think it's just a matter of uh, splicing a couple of wires, and it should that one should still probably run, but uh, it had other issues like no brakes and uh, the variable speeds not working on it. Uh, these are uh, John Deere 110s. They're lawn tractors, I guess, would be the, not lawn mowers, lawn tractors. And actually, they're just compact tractors. They are big versions of real tractors, which a lot of the lawn tractors nowadays are not. They're just glorified lawn mowers shaped like tractors. 
Although there are some that are that are real tractors. Well, these are real from 1972. Well, I picked up a John Deere 112. Yay. <laughs> John Deere 112 is the same vintage. Actually, this one's a 71, so it's a little bit older. 49-year-old tractor. But uh, some guy on Facebook, um, what is that, Marketplace, had it, and uh, it looked good. And I thought, well, whatever, for you know, 300 bucks, I'll, I'll go down and take a look at it. It was in Cadillac, Michigan, so Dad and I jumped in the truck with a trailer on it, went down there, and I drove it around the yard, and the thing was in surprisingly good condition. I think this thing spent a lot of years sitting in somebody's garage or a barn or something, and and that wasn't used because the two uh, John Deere 110s that I have were used very heavily for most of their life. They were abused and beat and, and uh, you know, still in reasonably good condition. Although, like I said, they're currently not running. They're sitting over there for parts because the 110 and the 112s, only real difference was the engine. The uh, 112 has a 12-horse engine where the uh, 110s both have 8-horse engines. It doesn't seem like a lot, but uh, if you do it in percentages, uh, it's a pretty big difference. And 12 horse in 1971 is probably the equivalent of a 22 horse lawn tractor now because uh, they measured horsepower a little bit differently and, uh, you know, just the durability of them are way better. I mean, this the tractor that I have now and the other two, Made out of real steel and, uh, you know, not much plastic on them anywhere. And, you know, just very rugged little vehicles. So, anyway, I had to do a little bit to this new one. I had to put some tires on it. Uh, the tires were all dry rotted and whatnot. And then I put my wheel weights and chains on the back and put my snowblower on it. And had to do a little bit with the... Uh, uh, snowblower itself, it uh, needed a little bit of lubrication and uh, and whatnot on the chains and gears and belts and whatnot. So, but I got all that done and it's sitting there ready to go in the garage. So, uh, when we get some real snow, I've got something to really get rid of it. So, anyway, you don't want to talk about my tractors. <laughs> and uh, like I said, I got all my outdoor stuff done, ready to go. Uh, so uh, I'm ready, and maybe it won't snow that much this year. That'd be good, but who knows? Let's see what else has been going on. Of course, I'm in Michigan, and uh, under a new lockdown, at least until uh, supposedly it's supposed to end on Monday, uh, where they got the restaurants all closed and the schools uh, have to go virtual, and I don't know, there's a few other little rules, and that's been a little bit, ugly. Um, you know, I'm not saying that COVID's not real. It's real. You know, I've got some friends right now that, that, that have it and they're, they're doing okay. Don't you hear the ham radio repeater in the background making a little noise. I'll leave it in there not worry about it. But, um, you know, I've got a couple friends that are currently, I've had some friends that, uh, have gotten it and, uh, you know, luckily, knock on wood, everybody's been okay uh, afterwards. And the ones that are currently have it don't have it too badly. So, you know, that'll be good. Hopefully that'll continue. So I'm not saying that COVID's not real, but I think it's playing into a bigger thing. I think it's, you know, it's a big, 
you know, I don't know, not a conspiracy. I mean, or maybe it is, but, you know, I think a lot of these governors and mayors and you know, even uh, some of the national politicians, you know, they're, they're getting off on the control aspect of it. You know, now, now we've got to wear masks to go into a uh, restaurant or, or go into a store, you know, to buy something. You've got to put a face covering on, you know, face covering. I, yeah. You know what? I, I hate it. Yes, I do it because, you know, I guess I don't really want to, you know, rock the boat too badly or whatever, you know, but I don't think they do a hell of a lot. I mean, yeah, if someone's in there snorting and sneezing, it probably is a good thing. I get it. You know, like I said, not totally against it. I just think that it's more about the control than it is about the actual the actual thing. So anyway, I got this little piece off of YouTube. It's meant to be somewhat humorous, but uh, I think it's more true than humorous. Whoever controls the media controls the population, and that's us. We're the elite. We control the media, and therefore, we control you. I can assure you, we the elite are not motivated by money. Even though there's just a few of us and we own nearly all of it, we're not motivated by money. We wouldn't stoop to that level. Money's a poor man's currency. We're motivated by control, specifically by controlling people. If you thought it was a thrill to make a bunch of money, just wait until you have control over a bunch of actual people. It's way more thrilling. Like, you know how you love your family and how you do anything for them? Yeah, well, that's how we feel about control. We love it. And we just want control over everyone and everything. Think about it this way. Have you ever been in a relationship with a really controlling person? You know how awful that can feel? So you can imagine how much better it feels to be the person who's doing the controlling in the relationship. So that's what we're trying to do in our relationship with everybody. We love being in control. It feels so good to us. That's why we make up rules to protect people. <laughs> they clearly don't because they're not designed to protect people. They're engineered to give us control over people. Like a 10 p.m. curfew? Think about that. I can assure you that one's not because COVID's nocturnal. <laughs> Do you know what the feeling's like knowing everyone's putting on a mask to cover their identity just to go into a store? And we're not even there, but they're doing it anyway. That's how much control we have over them. It's intoxicating. Some say it's kind of like playing God, but not true. It is playing God. In fact, it's actually more than playing God. Because God doesn't control people. He gives them free will. We do control people, so... I wonder if we could control God. Jerry, see if we can get God to go into quarantine. How do we control you? With fear. It's actually the only way we can control you. Are the masses of people scared of the virus or what the virus has done? No, even though they think they are. They're scared of what we've told them the virus is, what it has done, and what it will do. Essentially, we want to keep you scared 24-7, even while you sleep. So again, why do we want you scared? 
so we can control you because we love control, not you. Getting people to willingly do things is controlling. It's great. But getting people to do things that are against their will is the G-spot of control. It's exponentially more controlling. Then you're at a level of control where people are like, I want to have friends over, but I won't because I'm not supposed to. They're going against their own will where they're like, I don't want to wear a mask. They don't do anything. But I'll put one on to go into the store so no one gets angry at me. They're doing what they themselves don't want to do, and we're doing it to them. You know, getting people to get injected with something is controlling. It's good. I'm not saying it's not. It's controlling. But getting people to get injected with something that they don't want to get injected with is so much more controlling. And that's what we're kind of doing here. Is this making sense to you? Picking up what I'm putting down? We also strengthen the venom of control circulating in people by getting them to do what they know is harmful to them. Like we tell people, sunlight kills the virus, so stay inside. And when they submit to that, even though they know what they're submitting to doesn't make any sense and is harmful to them, they're betraying themselves and becoming more loyal to us, which means we have more control over them than they do. And that's a win. And in the same vein, we also like to tell people, if you're overweight, you're at high risk. So we're gonna close down all the gyms for your protection. And then they don't exercise. And the ace up our sleeve that people fall for all the time is we actually tell them human connection is bad for them. <laughs> it's like telling a fish that water's bad for them. <laughs> But the difference between fish and people is people will fall for it. So it's good. Another strategy that helps volumize the amount of control we have over people is we prey on the most scared people to get them to police the unscared people. Like, have you ever seen someone yelling at someone else for not wearing a mask? Or someone calling the authorities on a business that didn't shut down? Or someone reporting their neighbors because they had friends over? We're controlling them to control you. It's control squared. And I think it was Einstein who had the breakthrough equation, E equals MC squared. The C stands for controlled. The M is for masses and the E is for elite. Elite equals masses controlled squared. Simple math. Now there's three things we must control in order to have complete control over you your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Controlling your actions, we're doing that. Wear a mask, shut your business down, stay in your home, stay six feet apart, etc. Controlling your words, yeah, we're doing that. It's called censorship. We censor speech that speaks out against the scare tactics that we're using to control people. A nice side effect of this one is it's much easier to control people who don't know they're being controlled. That's why we don't let people talk about what we're doing when they recognize what we're doing. And controlling your thoughts. Yeah, we're doing that too. We control the media to control your thinking. Whoever controls the media controls the population. And that's us. We're the elite. 
We control the media and therefore we control you. Controlling the media is how we censor your thinking and therefore it's how we control your thinking. Because controlling your thinking shouldn't be left up to you. It should be left up to us as we need to control your thoughts, words, and actions in order to have complete control over you because we love control. Will a heroin addict ever feel like they have enough heroin? Probably not. Will we ever feel like we have enough control over you? Probably not. So we'll gladly continue taking more control if you keep letting us. Yeah, and uh, that's, <laughs> you know, it's it's meant to be funny, I guess. But uh, he's cracking but facking, as my wife would say. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know I, I, I just find it, you know, kind of weird. Uh, you know, and you look at uh, out in California, I think it was the governor or was it the mayor of L.A. or something, you know, where they – have every restaurant even locked down for outside, you know, you can't even get food outside, you know, and, and the weather there is great. So, you know, I don't know. And then you look at Florida and Florida, you know, everything's open and the outbreak in Florida is no worse than the outbreak in California or Michigan. So I don't know. I, I don't know if they know. I don't know if they're attempting to do this or if they're just stupid. Or what? I, I, I just don't know. I have no facts other than uh, just what I see and what it looks like. So anyway, yeah, talking about people yelling at people for not wearing a mask. I got yelled at in the Meyer parking lot. Meyer's a big grocery store slash everything store chain. Kind of like a Walmart, but it's a local chain. Uh, well, local Midwest chain, I guess. Uh, they're all over the Midwest, but... You know, some lady, I was there uh, turning in cans. You know, we here have a, a bottle and can law, so there's, you know, big rooms full of machines that eat the cans and give us little receipts so we can get our money back on the 10 cents per can. And, you know, I, I was there just unloading my van into a cart in the parking lot, and some lady come running up to me, got right in my face, I might add, uh, you know, not six feet apart, so you should be wearing a mask, blah, 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 you know, and, and, you know, I wrote about it. If you go to MikeDell.com, there's a, a write-up about that. And then in that same trip, I got, uh, you know, the, the whole, uh, oh, we, we can't give you cash uh, thing, you know, and like, really? Uh, you know, I'm supposed to be able to turn this in for cash. And, no, no, we can't do that. Uh, you you got to buy something. No, I don't have to buy anything. I'm turning in cans. And finally, she relented and went and got me some cash. <laughs> About 20 bucks. It was worth the argument, I guess. But, yeah, just some of that silliness. Uh, like I said, my life hasn't changed appreciably here. You know, I work from home, so I don't have to go anywhere. My wife is not working currently, so that's fine. And, uh, you know, so she didn't have to really go anywhere other than we go get groceries and whatnot and, you know socialize a little bit with friends and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, so be it, but hasn't really changed a whole lot other than have to wear a mask to go into a thing. And, and I can't currently go out to a restaurant, but uh, according to our governor, three weeks pause and we're 
almost there. I believe Monday or Tuesday it uh, runs out, and I'm sure it'll get extended because that's just what they want to do to control us. So anyway, my wife's just about home with groceries, actually, so I better go help her carry those in. Uh, I'm going to have another episode probably fairly soon because I've got some new stuff coming. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening, and you can catch me next time.